He's snotty dripping. And that's fucking Joe Borelli. And this is the Dunk Tales Podcast, episode 12. What's up, people? See, that'd be okay if it wasn't for like that. You gave us that little hesitation instead of going right into it. And I'm like, what the fuck's he hesitating for? Wait, which part did I hesitate on? Right, because I was like, and he's Joe fucking Borelli. And then I hope we're still recording this because all this oh, yeah, is going on the show. We want to show oh, all the awards. All the awards. Let's try it one more time from the top. It's just so oh, stupid. <laughs> What's up, James? How's it going? I'm good, man. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. Oh, yes. so much to talk about. Hey, we never got questions from Twitter, did we? We got a few. We can do about... Actually, our man, Timothy, came through for us in a big way again. He sent us like four of them, so... We can always go back to Tim. I didn't see that shit at all. All right. You you must obviously suck at Twitter. I think that's the problem. That's very true. I mean, a lot of people... When was our last show? You have no followers. Nobody listens to you on any podcast. How long has it been? It's been... It's actually been two weeks. You want to tell people why? Or we're just going to say that we had scheduling problems. I don't know why. I had, yeah, you were just bullshitting. Um, Our love has never waned. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so a lot's happened in the last two weeks. Did we, did we miss anything? Uh, do we need to mention anything? Not really. Let's yeah. start the show. Let's let's start it up fresh with what we got now. Let's go. What do you want to do? Well, first? hold on, hold on. I will say because I have I was a fraud. I've been a fraud. I haven't written a lot. I haven't written anything lately. But I wrote something like a week ago. About NBA rookies, I think you enjoyed that one. I did. It was a great article. Good job, dude. By the way, I think I tweeted so that out it. for you, and it was a, it was a good I appreciate article. You. Check us out over at Clutch Point app, uh, ClutchPoint.com or something. Search B-Wall breakdown of my name. You'll find us. It's about uh, how this past, how this rookie class, not draft class, how this current rookie class stacks up to the 2003 uh, LeBron James, uh, Dwayne Wade, you know, mellow draft cap. Draft class, and of course, you know that LeBron's an all-timer, Wade's an all-timer, Mel's an all-timer, and we have no idea what these guys are going to be yet. But um, it was a fun little thing I wrote and read. So, and oh, I, you know what? And how I about how a, about when you? Uh, it's an important on, distinction too that that it's the rookie class, not the not the draft class, because people are giving you a lot of flack about Ben Simmons, and that's not what it is. Uh, our copy editor, I think he actually put there like in the in the little blurb in the in the lead, he put something like how this draft class stacks up instead of saying rookie class. So wow, okay. that was, that wasn't me though. That wasn't me guys. But um, yeah. Hey, why don't you link it when you post this, put a link in there somewhere. All right. We'll do. I will link it. Everybody just click on the, the feed, click on the, whatever it is below the, the podcast and you can just go right to it. I'll, I'll link it up. We're already, we're already boring people to sleep. Um, Yes. That's what we do. What the, I sent you a rundown, didn't you I? You did what send me a rundown. Down? You want to do the Kawhi saga? Oh yeah, let's talk about that, man. So, um, huh, Kawhi Leonard? What do you guys? Uh, what's the latest on Kawhi? What's the latest we heard? Dude, le- I mean, like honestly, the last thing I heard was that he's trying to come back. They don't know, but the team, like, there was this whole thing. This is what we missed, right? Last week there was this whole thing about there was a team meeting and they all got together with Kawhi. So ESPN goes and reports that. Everybody was really hostile. It was a very tense environment. People were really upset with Kawhi because they felt like he wasn't like showing up for the team and giving it his all. And then people around the team actually came out, or the team actually came out and said, "What are you talking about? That wasn't it at all. We were just being supportive and like saying we would love you back for the playoffs. It would be really important to get you back with us, and we're here to support you." So I don't know, man. Two conflicting stories. Like I mean, polar opposite stories like that. What does it lead you to believe? Does it? Does it? I mean, how do you feel about it? I don't know what to think here, man. We're still talking the Spurs. They've, they've been, like, the model of consistency and stability for the last, like, 20 years. You know, Dave Robinson, Tim Duncan, so stoic. And, you know, even, you know, Manuel had flair and Tony Parker was a spark. But they're still, like, such an above-board group. And everybody just seemed to be, like, kumbaya. Mm-hmm. To go from that to Tony Parker, this is Tony Parker's quote. Uh, somebody tweeted this out, and this is a quote from him. Tony Parker on his return from his career threatening quad injury he suffered last May. But he just this is a quote from just recently. He's yeah. like, I've been through it. Speaking about, you know, kind of on Kawhi. I've been through it. Uh, it was a rehab for me for eight months. Same kind of injury as Kawhi, but mine was 100 times worse. But the same kind of injury. You just stay positive. Like, that doesn't sound Whoa. to me like a supportive teammate. That right. is not sound supportive at all. What? I didn't. When did exactly. that come out? 
This came out like right when we were playing this show. I actually I copied and pasted this into the little like my only personal run now because I wanted to throw some shit in your face you hadn't seen. <laughs> well, that's not hard because I barely get to see anything. Right. So like I read that quote and sure, I didn't actually hear the quote. So, you know, maybe we're taking out of context mm -hmm. and maybe Tony Parker doesn't mean it this way. Right. He's from another country, another culture, right. even though he's been in the States for a while. Maybe he doesn't realize that like, like let's say me and you, I think, uh, you know, we is both... it possible that he's talking about the situation and not necessarily in the injury? Because remember, when he got injured, there was a lot. It more says here, this is a quote, same kind of injury as Kawhi. And Kawhi, as Kawhi is in quotation. So same kind of injury went into his quad. but Because he tore his quad, I think. Right, or, right, yeah, right. He, So he's definitely talking so, about the injury. Yeah, so, like, that's, uh... Um, so, let me... All right, so usually I think of everything, like, very orderly in San Antonio. So it's hard for me to really think that something is amiss. Mm -hmm. But when you step back... If we're talking about any other franchise, any other player, any other thing, I'd be thinking... This guy wants out. Yeah. I'd be thinking he is trying to figure he is angling to push his way out for a trade. He is going to make things uncomfortable for them and they're going to have to either address what he wants to address. I'm not sure what that is because Lamarcus has been playing great. You think yeah. he want to come play with Lamarcus? He's so either he wants out, he wants a different role, he wants something. He's not happy about something. Right. Um, or I got I, like this is the, the logical, you know, logical brain to me saying, Something just doesn't feel right with that quad. And he's saying, I get what everyone's telling me. I get the doctor saying there's no structural damage. I get you saying it's just pain. I know for myself, from because I've been dealing with this for a couple of years now, that I feel the same way. And if I start playing within three weeks, it's going to be right back. And I'm tired of dealing with this. So I got to figure something out. Right. That might be it. I, you that know might what? Be it. There's a possibility that both things are true. But honestly, you got to think about like, you know, we've talked, I've talked about this before, like quad injuries or, or like tendonitis or anything like that, man. Those things are lingering injuries that like, it doesn't matter. The doctor will tell you that you're a hundred percent, but your body knows that it's not. And you're, and if you are not feeling a hundred percent and you know, there's a good chance of injury, like why would you risk it? And it seems like maybe he's trying to think about his future and he doesn't want to go down that path again. It makes perfect sense. At the same time, even if this is the Spurs organization organization we're talking about the 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 face of stability in the league where there's smoke there's fire and it's starting to seem like this is a smoldering little bit of ember that's going to burst into an actual flame soon it's just it feels right, like so it's gone on for it's the whole season it's just and nobody can really explain what happened or why this is dragging on so long so i don't know man i'm all right so here's my thing. Here's my thing. We've talked, you know, people are probably sick of hearing about this already. So let's, oh, let's sure. real quick, real quick. I want you to try to think of one or two good trade ideas. Let's say he just goes into that front office and says, I'm not playing another game for you guys. He said, I'm not going to go public with it. So you can, you can keep this on the low and you can put the, the feelers out. He's like, I'm healthy. I'm not playing for you guys again. So make a move. Ooh. So let's think right now. All right. DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. for <laughs> Uh, it's not the worst idea, although you would be putting the it's two, not. It, you'd be putting the two biggest like mid-range game guys in in Lamarcus Aldridge and and um, I just said his name, Demar Derozan, together. Two of the people who I well, you know, Demar has actually really turned his game around him and gone super forward with with you know his thinking and uh, and the way he's changed his game to fit the three three point line and and getting to the paint kind of kind of game. You think he has, man? I, I, somebody was telling me the other day that um, he he's been shooting like thirty two percent from three since like January. Yeah, fair, but at least he's doing it now, right? And I've watched him shoot a number of threes this year that I've never seen him shoot before. So it's credit to him that he's trying. So I think that maybe he would revert back to his former ways. But listen, I mean, the Pacers are apparently doing it, and it's working for them. They're they barely shoot three point shots, and. They're a really decent offense. They get all their shots in the paint. Or not in the paint, but they get all their shots at the elbow. They're a really mid-range shooting team. I don't know if that's going to translate to the playoffs. But they're, it's working for them. So, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe it's a case of you zig when everyone else is zagging. The problem there is Kawhi is so young and so talented. And you're giving up a, an MVP-type caliber player for two guys who are just... I mean, DeRozan's still yeah, lots that, of miles. I don't, I don't like that. First of all, the trade won't work because the money's not going to work. Yeah, the money wouldn't right. work. I was actually trying to make a segue into talking about the Raptors, but go ahead. <laughs> um, well, no, we weren't done yet. We got to come up with no, a couple trade ideas. I know. 
So now, uh, so that's one. Uh, so you, how about Demar and who else? Who else makes the money work? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. But I mean, really, I if you're trading, the thing is, like, if you're trading Demar and someone else, that's not equal value. the The second best player on the Raptors team is nowhere near Demar and somebody else to equal a Kawhi Leonard. You know what I mean? But they're not going to get equal value no matter what. That's true. Yeah. That's probably true. All right. So what if you said something like, what if the Kings wanted to jumpstart their franchise by adding a Kawhi Leonard, right? He can instantly come in, be the face of the franchise. He'd be instantly the best player they've had in a decade. And you just give up your pick. You give up De'Aaron Fox. You give up whoever it takes to get him. What do you think about that? What do you do with the, I mean, why would the, why would the Spurs do that for starters? But this thing, like the Spurs are never. I don't think they're going to rebuild unless they absolutely have to. Which means Pop walks away, Lamarcus opts out, like in a couple years, and and Kawhi says, "Get me out of here." Then I guess you got to do some kind of rebuilding. Otherwise, they don't give a damn about Fox in a pick. You know what I mean? Right. So, I well, give me a trade. What do you think? Um, it's going to take multiple young pieces for sure. Uh, it's it's just it's not. Sure, it worked out for Indiana with uh, Oladipo and and uh, Sabonis. They got they lucked out. The jury's out in Chicago. When you're trading a, a bona fide All Star and in this case it's a superstar, it's you're going to get pennies on the dollar. And you know, like even like look at the James Harden trade. He wasn't even you know I think was he an All Star that year? He might have been an All Star yeah, in OKC. I think he was an All Star in OKC. Yeah. yeah, not a Frost starter, but a reserve. Yeah. Yeah, so the fact is, you know, they traded him, and, like, none of the pieces. Lamb didn't work out, really. Nothing they really traded. Steve Adams, obviously, is awesome, but like, that's, that's he's not James Harden. Um, it's just so tough, man. I keep – I don't know. I got nothing for you. I got nothing for <laughs> – it's just such a weird situation in San Antonio because it's, 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 it's almost like that perfect couple up the street that invites people over for dinner, and they're a great couple, and you just think, man, I want a relationship like that, and then you find out they're getting divorced. You know what I mean? Yep. Or you find, or you find like she she got drunk and like keyed his car, and you're like, what the fuck happened? So yeah, that's I think that's enough Kawhi talk. Um, Fair. Do your little do your little bullshit segue again. What are you doing? <laughs> now, actually, the next thing I want to talk about was the Warriors, man. You want to talk? about All right, let's do it. Let's talk about the Warriors. Let's talk about the Warriors. Real quick. Because uh, look, just I I I am James, guilty. First, let me tell you, you got to stop like moving your phone around because this, this audio quality is terrible. Is it? Yeah. Just put the phone in one position and talk into the phone. I'm not, I'm not going to. What's going? What's it doing? It's just like. It's like when you're talking to somebody and they're in, in like a windstorm. It's doing that kind of that's thing. On your end. What? That's your. That's on your end. No, it's not. All right. Well, uh, then I blame the internet. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, see, maybe we'll think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people two years ago that I, sure when KD went there, I, I didn't think he'd ruined basketball, but I was just like. Whatever they're gonna win for the next, you know, foreseeable future. They're, they're, these guys are gonna dominate the league, and they 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 made it look absolutely true for the first, you know, to the first year of KD. And this year it started off looking the same, and now the injuries have come. Yep. Which is, by the way, the thing that everyone warned against. They're like, this team is unstoppable, barring injury. And of course, like no team ever like it. The Warriors, the first time they won it, they went through the season with no injury and it was amazing like they got really lucky or whatever i mean call it luck call it whatever you want they were fortunate to get through the entire season with no injuries last year they were super healthy they got through and they they just took the league by storm we thought it would be the same thing this year again if they didn't have any injury injuries but you know the injury bug bites man joel and b just caught a uh, shoulder to the face and he's out for the rest of the game so what can i tell you no it's absolutely luck i mean it's luck and that's why uh, there was I'm not gonna say his name. There's somebody that I don't, I don't really like on the NBA Twitter. They were just saying, "Oh, this is not luck. They've been, you know, they have the best injury prevention squad, and they have these, oh, you know, that's such uh, bullshit." You gotta tell me so I can not follow. The, they use the bio, they use the biometrics, and it's absolutely true. I was like, I was like, look, dude, I get what you're saying. They 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 try to use all these biometrics, and they have cutting edge staff. I'm telling you, it's luck, and obviously it is luck because now we see what happens when bad luck strikes. Right. You know, so. Listen, I mean, um, there is the thing that, like, if you're injured and you're playing or you, you injure part of your body and you come back and you play again, your body's going to try and compensate for that and you can cause further injury. That's a thing, right? But, like, just not getting injured to begin with, that's kind of luck. 
check this out, man. Curry went down with that ankle, uh, and he came back. He, he missed a couple games. He came back for, like, one game. Then he suffered that knee injury. It's been 10 games. Do you know what their record is in the last 10 games? Uh, I could look it up really quickly. But no, no, let me guess. I want let you me to guess. guess. Let me guess. Five and four. Warriors. Or five. That's that's nine games. Five and five. <laughs> they are four and six in their last 10. I was close. And, of course, I'm not clowning the Warriors and saying they suck. I'm not saying – because, I mean, they're injured. They're, they got, yeah. like – I think last game they played no KD, no Dre, no Clay, and no Steph, right? They're just – they're injured. And – um I mean, it's if Curry like all right. So Curry has a grade, a grade two uh, sprain to his knee. Yeah, which is not a not thing. It's it's like a serious thing, and he's going to be out for at least the first round of the playoffs. That's huge. And listen, you know, I'm not the first to say this. I'm just biting off everybody else's lines. But do you know? I think Rachel Nichols is the first one I heard say it. Who I absolutely love. She's amazing. Um, she mentioned that with. Curry in their lineup, in their starting lineup, they're like a plus 17 point differential. Without him, they're a plus two. And that's a huge swing. It doesn't matter how you cut it. That means they're an average team, almost. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'll say this, man. I've seen all the numbers on on how, how dominant Curry's been. And people, there's those people who just want to argue and they say how much better he is than KD and they use net rating. And I get it because the team is built around Steph Curry and not built so much around what KD does. Mm-hmm. I think K, I think. Durant's the better player. I understand vacuum, that. Sure, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I understand that Curry's the more impactful player to what how the Golden State plays. But when you're missing any two of these guys, it changes the whole equation. And when you're missing all four of them, for sure. Well, so my, my question, like, forget it. Yeah. My question is: Are they beatable in the playoffs? Uh, how without Steph Curry, but everyone else back? No, I, I think they, even even if Curry comes back, let's say he comes back, he's not 100. percent Hmm. They have a tough road. They definitely have a tough road. Houston is clicking on all cylinders, man. Portland, honestly, I love Portland right now. They're looking so fun. Um, it's not going to be easy. If those guys are even, if they're all four of their starters, their main guys are at 80%, they're definitely beatable. I'm still taking the Warriors over the field, probably. But it's think about this. If Curry's out for the entire first series, the the team they play could potentially be the Jazz, right? The Jazz. Well, are, let me ask you this. The Jazz That's are going to take. It, let me finish this. The Jazz are going to take it to them. They have an elite defense, and their offense is really damn good with Donovan Mitchell. Right. That's not going to be an easy series, and they could potentially be really worn down by the second round. So it's something to think about. So my question before you so rudely cut me off, I'm Dick sorry, Face. I just wanted to finish. Well, <laughs> because it was going to lead into that, I'm going to. I'm looking at. It. We have like. Between seeds three and like ten, there's no a couple games different, mm-hmm. and a couple guys. I think Denver right now is like two games behind in the tenth spot, whatever. And they 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 look like they're fading fast. But who would you like to see? Like, what team has the best chance to knock off Golden State in the first round? So who would you want to see fall to that eighth seed? Uh, Portland. Well, Thunder, Golden State's going to be in the Pelican. second, so they need the seventh. The seventh. I'm sorry, seventh seed. So yeah, yeah so like, you know what I meant. Shut up. Uh, so Portland. <laughs> No. OKC, uh, New Orleans, the Spurs, Minnesota, Utah, or Denver. Who who would you think has the best the best shot and the worst shot of knocking them off? So Here's give me the, the best thing. for If San Antonio gets Kawhi no, back. No, no, we're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that anymore. We're not doing, <laughs> not doing, we're not doing the whole because no, he's been back. out for like he has been out for like four months. He's not gonna come back and just beat Kawhi. So let's just stop well, that. Well, in that case, I'm going with Utah, man. They're they're they've been amazing. They've been really damn good. I mean, they've they've they lost. They're eight and two over the last ten games. Their 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 defense, I think, is second or first in the league over the last uh, ten games. I want to say probably over the last. I forget. I forget the statistic. I'm terrible at these things. But they're really damn good. And you know, I, I would I would be worried if I was the Warriors. If they're at if they're at eighty percent of their health, yeah, they're still gonna probably take that that series because you know they're just the Warriors. <laughs> But it's going to be a fun series. I honestly, I really want Portland to make it to the second round. I would love Portland to match up against Golden State if it comes. I guess it wouldn't. I guess they wouldn't meet them until the finals. But still, what, uh, yeah. who, who would you take? Yeah. I mean, certainly not I Minnesota. Think, They're just falling apart right now. I, yeah, I think the Thunder. I still think the Thunder. I get it. Um, oh yeah. They might make. I may. They might make Melo almost unplayable. But they played Golden State. They played Golden State really, really well. Tough. Yeah. 
for about, um, I think, like 11 of the 12 quarters they played. They blew them out in two games, and they were actually right there with them for three quarters, and then they kind of fell apart at the end of the third in that last game, and they got blown out. So, um, yeah, man, I'm looking at, I, I think, I would say, I actually would have said Portland. Uh, and the Portland would meet him in the first round, obviously. But right. Portland was looking really good, and now Mo Harkless is hurt, and that kind of bothers me. Yeah, that's a, yeah. it's a big sneaky loss. It is. He's been really good for them. So I, I'm going to say the Thunder, man, because, again, I get it that Melo has been the turd in the punch bowl, but <laughs> Russ still played really Yeah, man, Russ has still played. You know, he's, he's, there's no one who can stop him and guard him in, uh, in Golden State. Paul George has been, you know, really good against Golden State until that last game. Uh, they have the length even without uh, Roberson and guys like Jeremy Grant and and Hustis and and even their young boy Terrence Ferguson and pa- Patrick Patterson. So they got like a lot of switchability that helps them. And you know, it's it'll be basically the KD show offensively with Clay spotting up and without without Curry, it's a that's a fair that's a fair fight, I think. Yeah. So. Totally yeah. agree. I, I still think that uh, people sleep on Clay a lot, but whatever. Anyway, do you want to move on? Yeah, Clay's awesome. Whatever. By the way, but... I'll just ask. Also, add that Oklahoma City falling to the seventh spot is is only two games. Yeah, it's actually it's absolutely in play. Actually, maybe one and a half. They're at forty four and thirty one, and Utah's at forty two and thirty two. So, it's absolutely definitely in play. In play. Um, I'd have so, to look up the record. Last, last thing, on, last thing on it, I'm yeah. gonna ask you. Like, this is a quick yes or no. What would you – no, not even yes, no. Good idea or bad idea? The Thunder actually try to tank back into that seventh spot to catch Golden State in the first round. Mm, let me look who they're playing. If they're if they, if the playoffs start right now, they're playing New Orleans. Nah, I think they have a better time beating New Orleans right now. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a it's bad a, idea. Bad idea. I don't think you ever want to play Golden State. It doesn't matter how injured they are. Uh, I, yeah, I, I kind of like the idea. I like the idea. I just don't like the idea of ever tanking back to meet somebody in the playoffs. Yeah. That's you're, you're you're playing with the basketball guys then. Well, I'll say this for for fan watchability. I like it for us. I don't like it for them. But boy, would it make for a fun series. Okay, here we go. We're gonna move rapid fire through these things because we're already at twenty some minutes. Um, State of the Cavs. You want to talk about Ty Lue's health real quick? Uh, sure. Uh, I feel bad, but for Ty Lue. Yes, um, but I think they've actually, you know, they're not playing bad without Ty Lue there. And, and Lou, I'm not saying he's a figurehead, but you know, a team of veterans kind of not runs itself. But it's like Lou's not a great tactician. Right. Kevin Love says he's been back, and this is not including, I think, his last game. He was averaging 28 uh, three assists. He was shooting 47 percent from three in his in his first three games back. Yeah. Um, and then the other day he had 20 and 15. I think we're supposed to record this what yesterday, two days ago. Yeah. So, yeah I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. My, my stats are a little outdated, too. <laughs> yeah, so Clarkson and Hood uh, put, put up 34 that game. Like, they're such a high-variance team. It's, it, they blow so hot and cold, right? Like, so how do you feel about that team now? Are they, are they guaranteed to come out of the East? Uh, up until yesterday, I was thinking so. And then, I don't know, man. Like, if, the thing about the Cavs is, like, it's so hot and cold. They're One minute, they're the best damn team in the East. And then the next thing, you're like, how did they lose to this team? How did they lose to the Heat by 20? Like, I don't get it. Um, I don't know. I'm a little bit like, yeah, Ty Lue is not a tactician. He's not, he's not the X's and O's coach, at least that I can tell. But then again, I know shit about coaching. So to me, it seems like he's more of the guy that gets the team together to play together. And he melds the, you know, he molds the, the personalities together to get them to, 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 you know, mesh. I don't think he's the biggest tactician. But not having him there, it seems like it doesn't, you know, it's not hurting them. By that way, I should say about Ty Lue, like, I feel bad for the guy. And absolutely, anybody who makes a joke about him, like some of those dickhead Celtics fans making jokes on Twitter, that's, that is uncalled for. Uh, you, should never, you should never mess and joke around with somebody's health, what? their mental health, was, uh, their physical oh, health, any of making, that. Who was making jokes? I forget who it was, but he's like, you know, it was a, it was an underhanded, like, oh, yeah, you can't do this and you can't do it. Like, it, it just was... It was shitty. Are you talking about me? No, not you. Come on. I know you're an ass, but yeah. you're not that big of an ass. <laughs> because you know what I said? Nah, I was talking about our guy, Cav, uh, Cavs Anada, uh, Justin. Yeah. And I said, he said something about, he made a joke about Brad Stevens. I said, I said, what are you talking about, man? I said, and I said, you got, I said, luckily you got Ty Luke coming back soon. So he can sit on the sidelines looking like he just woke up while 
the Cavs stroll around on defense. Yeah, I saw that. And, and so somebody got pissed off, but I mean, this wasn't a joke about his health. That was this nothing was to do with Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, it was like because the guy he's he's really healthy or not, he always looks confused on the sidelines. Like he's like, <laughs> well, what's happening? So it's true. It's yeah, true. so yeah, somebody got pissed off. Like, no, right, somebody ahead. actually make a made a backhanded. I can't remember what the tweet was, but they like took a shot at Tyloo. Like, oh, I know exactly. I think it was one of those. Uh, I'm not going to even. They, I'm not even going to give them know, the honor of saying their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I'm talking about. And it was just shitty. It was like, dude, seriously, dude, like, don't be an asshole. Like you're talking about somebody's. <laughs> messing around with somebody's mental health as a guy personally who's struggled with depression my entire life and knows many people that like really are afflicted with this and the the effects of anxiety on your body and stuff like don't joke about that stuff like it's it's really dumb um so i really wish the guy luck and i hope like if he ever gets fired from that job let it be for the merits of his coaching not for his ability to be able to stay healthy for all the pressure that it's on him that's on him. Right yeah, now. no way he gets fired because of that, or you know, right while this is happening. I think they got more heart than that in Cleveland. So best of luck to him. Um, yeah, totally. We I, can move on from that, but like, it's good that it's good that Kevin Lump's come back. I was going to make the point that like he is now the secondary uh, option on offense, which is what they were cooking earlier in the season before. Um, it came back in and then once it came back in, you know, Kevin love became again, the third wheel and it just, their offense fell apart. Their, their team was not looking as good as, as it was earlier when they went on that, like 15 game or 16 game winning streak. Um, they won, uh, they won like 19 out of 21. Yeah, it was, point. it was, they were cooking, man. And, uh, it's, it's good to see that loves back and he's, he's that second option again. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about their defense as we have been all year, but I, I mean, you know, until LeBron James doesn't want to do it anymore. And I, I only say this because he either wants to do it or he doesn't. Um, if he wants to do it, get out of his way. Cause you're not stopping him until he doesn't want to do it anymore. I, I think they're still the shoe in favorites. Speaking of. The Raps, do you think they're for real? Do you think they can legitimately give them a, a shot? I would say they definitely – it sucks because everybody keeps doing, oh, same old Raps. What they got to do in the playoffs. They've all, they haven't always been. This is their most wins ever yeah. in the regular season. Yep. This is their deepest bench ever. This is the best DeMar. Like, the DeMar and, and Lowry have the least pressure and they've been, like, the least usage of, of ever. And, like, the team is actually stepping up. Um, I'm going to say they're legit and I'm going to say that they can definitely go seven games with the Cavs, but not beat them until LeBron. Look, <laughs> exactly. It's been, we're, exactly. Like, we're going on year eight, man. And yeah. there's no one to stop LeBron James. Like I, I, Miami, I said this, Miami did a great job of making him see bodies. And James Johnson is one of the, one of the very few guys who can like be close to LeBron athletically. So he physically matches up decently with them. And yeah. he gave LeBron trouble, even though, Hey, we also talk about Los Angeles nightlife. Guess what? Miami has a great nightlife too. And, and Miami looked like they might have been having a little hangover. When, I mean, not Miami. The Cavs might have a little hangover playing Miami the other night. Yeah, they looked like you they might know, have a little LeBron got down there. He's like, D Wade, what's up? I'm back in Miami. Let's go out. Yeah. Where so he probably like, was like, you know, Wade being a little bit older, a little bit more mature. He's like, yeah, come on, let's go out. And he probably took him out for some drinks and showed him around the town again. And he was like, all right, bro, I got to go. <laughs> Get him all hey, up, make know, sure he's a You know that's the that's the MJ special, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take guys Michael out. Jordan used to, yeah, Ewing or or like whoever Barkley used to come into town and MJ used to take him around and show him a good time, keep him out till four or five in the morning. And I guess I don't know if MJ was just a beast like that or just not really drinking, but you know, messing around like you know, oh yeah, I got a drink in my hand. But yeah, then he would just destroy them the next night while they were hungover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you do that old thing where like in the movies you just dump it over your shoulder. You dump the drink over your like I'm ready for another one. <laughs> um I don't know, man. Well, I, I The Raptors. I, yeah, the Raptors. I'm not I you know I wanna I really want to believe in this team. I do think they're really good. I think this is absolutely the best Raptors team that we've ever seen, right? Um I still, man, if they keep they're gonna keep running up against the brick wall. It's gonna it's just like when teams used to match up with Jordan back in the day. Like Greatest team in the world. You can't like Barkley. I feel bad for that guy because he was an amazing, amazing, amazing player. He kept he just he ran into Jordan. He just was there at the wrong time. Any other any other time in the in the history of the NBA, he would have dominated. But he kept running into Michael Jordan. So I don't know. I feel bad for the reps. I, I say that, and I've already written their their obituary, and they haven't even gotten to the playoffs yet. So let's let's see. I don't know. I still I would like to think that they they have the ability to get to the finals. I, I don't think it's gonna happen. I want to see somebody else get there. So I'm I'm hoping in both East and West, 
we see somebody get dethroned, like you said, man, it's 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 just LeBron. And I mean, until we see somebody beat him, you know, four t- four out of seven times in the series, because we haven't seen that, you know, in the East since 2011. Yep. You know, what I mean, that's crazy. It's a long time, man. How about this? You want to do a little fresh start, All Stars? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's uh, we'll probably set finish up. up with this. One. Set it up. Wait, nah, do, we have we'll, we'll, we'll do we have Twitter questions? Yeah, we have Twitter. We're only half an hour. We got you know. Come on, we got a little bit of we got a little bit to go. We'll run forty five. So the reason I came up with this one is um, I was just thinking like even tonight, Kemba Walker and the Hornets—they're losing right now to the uh, obviously to the Cavs, which you kind of would expect. Um, but this is, I think, the third year in a row the, the Charlotte Hornets are going to miss the playoffs. I thought they made it last. No, two years ago. So this is all right. Second year in a row, then second year in a row they're going to miss the playoffs. Um, they're about capped out. Like they don't have any real way to add talent. Their top two or three guys make a lot of money, lot as of money. in Batum. But well, two guys really, Batum and Dwight make the lion's share, and Kemba's not even really making that much. Yep. Um, you know, but they they get there's no like. There's no kind of like a guy. Other teams are like, oh yeah, we'll give you something good for that guy, you know. Other than Kemba, really, because otherwise you're going to overpay. You're not going to get a lot for him. Um, Malik Monk hasn't looked great, which I think he's still going to be a good NBA player, but you know his first year is, is not really a positive. Kemba, man, he's such a good player. I, I want to see him go somewhere else, and I'm, I started thinking about what other players just kind of might need a fresh start, either from outplaying their role as a young player, just have come to the end of the road. Look. We can kill Kevin Durant all we want to. He gave OKC eight, nine years. Yep. You know, he gave nine, eight years of of high level, you know, elite play, won an MVP, and they couldn't get it done. And he was like, "I'm too. I I got to get this done." He needed a fresh start. So, I mean, and think about it. If you're if you're a top tier athlete and your whole life you've been working toward being the best, you really want to get that feeling, right? You really want to feel what it's like to be a champion. I I don't necessarily blame Kevin Durant for it. So. Go ahead. Who do you who do you think like, need who do you think could excel a la Oladipo if they changed locations? Yeah, that's another guy, right? Uh, it took him two step two stops and a false start in OKC, but he found his like he went from being okay, he's a good player, but kind of a bust from a number two pick to now he looks like he's living up to that billing. And like I'm starting with a guy like Aaron Gordon, um, yes. the Orlando. They, we don't talk enough about how Orlando has just pissed away talent and the development of so many young players from not just Oladipo. Look, they gave away Mo Harkless. Yep. They, um, you know, they traded Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis. They, they just, you know, Tobias Harris was a promising young player and they signed him and then promptly traded him away. Like a few months later, you know, he's on a great contract to Detroit and he's actually, a, he's playing really well in, uh, and for the Clippers. Yep. So Aaron Gordon, I think has all the tools to be a modern like star he, he's the size of a small forward, but he has a, the strength and the, the leaping ability to play power forward. He's shown he can hit threes this season, even though he's, you know, he's tailed off a lot. But the fact that he's taking them and making a lot of threes says a lot about him being a modern player. He can block shots. He has the length to, to switch on the perimeter. And he's wasting in Orlando because Orlando's just a bad team, and they're not going to be good. You know, So I, I would love to see him get moved somewhere and be featured on a quality team. And Orlando's just not a quality team. So he's mean- still kind of like a lump of... Orlando is not yeah, a quality Orlando. team. Yeah. No, I had Aaron yeah, Gordon so. too. When we were talking about this, it was like the first person I thought of was Aaron Gordon. Like he's being wasted in that roster and that, in that, in that city on that team, man. Like you talk all the time about how tanking isn't necessarily the way to fix your organization. It's having good management. Right. And, yeah. and Orlando has proven time. I actually had this on my greater hate. If we ever got to it tonight, one of my, my, my hates was that Orlando for the last five years have pissed away every opportunity to get better. They've, they've done the worst moves. They've had the worst roster. They haven't had a winning season since Dwight was there. And still, still, they didn't take the kind of shit that Philly did for, for blowing it up and, and starting over. These guys have been blowing it up every single year for the last five years, and they can't get it right. They got Aaron Gordon, and they're wasting his career. That dude needs to get off that team, and he needs to be an all-star somewhere else. I absolutely agree. I actually had Nerlens Noel. Uh, you motherfucker! <laughs> Why did you? Of course. Yeah, dude. Nerlens Noel. I'm telling. I'm telling you. I still believe in that dude. I still think that somebody is going to mine some gold with him. I, it sucks because I really thought that he was going to be great in in Dallas. And when he first got there, they were they were using him. I was like, you guys are going to love Nerlens Noel. He had a first 
the first couple games he was there, he was just amazing. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's because of his attitude or if it's because Carlisle isn't like young guys or if Carlisle just doesn't get along with him. Put him in the doghouse. I know he's often been injured. He had that hand injury. But like, New Orleans Noel has a lot to offer. He's a really springy guy. And if his shot ever develops just a little bit, look out, man. He's That defense, you cannot teach. You can teach it all you want, but some guys are never going to be able to execute it. He came in knowing how to play like that. I just think he's going to be really valuable for his third team by the time he gets there. He's going to mature a bit. He'll start to understand that like he's not going to be the focal point. And if he starts to fit into his system, forget it, man. It's 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 yeah, it's it game just, over. It sucks, and some people are, are theorizing. I'm not. I'm not sure to, what to make about Dallas after after the things we've learned about them, from the terrible, toxic, uh, misogynistic culture to. Um, I mean that's basically and then oh and then the tanking you know yeah, Cuban being so cool, yeah. getting popped by just you know outright blurting it out on radio. I used to think they were really kind of a high class organization, but people are theorizing now that you know they're punishing Nerland for taking the qualifying offer, saying, "All right, we're not gonna we're gonna suppress your worth by just not playing you." You know, I've kind of so, felt that way the whole season. I didn't want to say anything because I don't want to be like a, a Nerlens Noel stand or, a, you know, like having these crazy truther? conspiracy theories. Yeah, a truther. I didn't want to be a truther. But it I, sucks, man. I, I, I sort of feel it. Like, you get, look at it. Like, they're suppressing his value so they can resign him for cheap, right? When I resign him, is the fact that they're like, all right, because he, he can, no, he can, he's going to be, he's going to be a, um, unrestricted free agent so they there's, there's no sure. guarantee that they're going to resign them but like yeah so other teams don't have a good beat on them and they don't know how so that's it does i don't know man i don't know um another player i was thinking and this is one hurts my heart uh because terry rosier has been great for boston i oh. think he's i want to say it's like it's up to like 20 games in a row 20 plus games in a row he's scored double digits mm-hmm. uh since like late january he's averaging almost like 16 five rebounds and four assists he's shooting 47 from three he's been great my point is, when you are that quality of player, I think he's he almost outplayed his role in Boston. Uh, the, the Celtics have him under contract until the summer of 2019, mm-hmm. and so his value sky high this summer. And I mean, you know, can they can they get him? Can, I don't know if they can get him to, to an extension now and then move Smart. But right now, I think Rozier has more value than Smart. And I'm not. This is not just uh, a value thing because if, if I could, I keep him both. Yeah, of the two, if you had to part with one, who would you rather part with, Smart or Rozier? Um, my heart says Rozier because I love Smart and the intangibles he brings. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching Terry Rozier actually function as a starter right now, and he looks like a good a quality. I mean, he almost broke the Celtics record for most threes in the game. You know what I mean? The yeah. other day, he had eight threes. When he gets hot, he's one of those like microwave scoring guards, but he also plays tough. He plays good defense. Yeah, he rebounds like mad. He he's 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 just. I mean, for a 16 pick, look, let's let's be honest. He's a better offensive player than Marcus Smart. Smart's a great okay. defender, an all-world defender. Rozier's so much better as a as an offense, like an offensive piece on a modern NBA team that somebody's going to probably give him pretty good money. Listen, man, so, I totally uh, understand why the Celtics fans love Terry Rozier. He's he's a damn good player. Give me give me him on on the Sixers any day as a backup point guard. I I would love that. He brings the, he just he also brings that energy that you that's the thing about Boston's Boston's uh whole team though they all bring that energy they all bring that like will to just beat the other guy and I think that's honestly why they went on that 16 game winning streak they just didn't want to lose they just wanted to give it all put it all on the court and that's obviously a lot of coaching right you got to give Brad Stevens a whole lot of credit for that but the, a lot of the guys have that that moxie that 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 chutzpah man what else can I come up with <laughs> Are you a fucking nineteen fucking forty four, yeah. vaudeville fucking comedian? What yeah. the fuck? Love it, love it. Um, it's that's about where my sense of humor is. Yeah, I'm I'm stuck in the uh, Laurel and Hardy days. Anyway, go on, go on. Who does? Can I give you another one? Uh, hold on. I want to say real quick. I want to ask you where would you want to see Terry Rozier go besides Philly? Uh, well, see, that's a better question. Give him, give him to Atlanta. Let him start down there and get rid of fucking what's his face. Send him to Schreuder? send him to Atlanta. Yeah, get rid of Schroeder. Schroeder apparently has where they, what's, the, what's Atlanta gonna do with them? With Schroeder? Because Schroeder's you making can, seventeen million dollars a year. I, think. I know that's apparently somebody came out with a, a list of players who are way overpaid by the amount of production they give their team, and Schroeder was number one on the list. Uh, that's a bad list. It's, yeah, that's a bad list. 
No, Gashrew is a good score. He's he just he, on a on a team with defenders around him, he'd look a lot better. So that's a bad list. Go ahead. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But anyway, I don't know. Like, give him give give him a start on another team where he can like you know bring the team up from the ground up. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't have a good answer. I was gonna say, how about David Nalamba? Like that dude is so good. And if he was on like a contender, he would be so important to that team. On Chicago, he's just getting lost. That's a good pick because I mean I, I remember he looked really good for the Lakers for a hot second, and I know he's had some. He's a pretty astounding athlete, um, and you know he likes to. He's fearless. So yeah, I don't know how big of a piece he'd be for a good team though. You know what I mean? Like what what team we talk? What's he gonna do? Be spark off the bench? Yeah, I mean I think that's ultimately his 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 role, right? I just think that like those intangibles that he brings right now are getting lost there because there's no other there's no other pieces on that team that's gonna take them anywhere. I mean, yeah, you have you have. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> we, should, <laughs> we should move on. I'm talking about David Nwaba for some reason, and the, the Bulls are going nowhere. Where are we? What are we doing? Do you want to do? Do you want to do a qu- real quick round of greater hate and maybe answer some Twitter questions? Real quick, I would want to see Terry Rozier go to either the Clippers, and you could have a lineup with oh, him yeah. and and Austin. Uh, Austin, freaking daddy's boy Rivers. Who, Austin's actually a decent player. So you got these two small guards, and you know they'd be quick. And then you got you also throw Patrick Beverly in there next season. You got a great three guard line, like you no know, rotation really that you could small, yeah. But you go on. Yeah, they're, they're tough as nails, though. I mean, tough I, I let Patrick Beverly guard guard most. Yeah, I let Patrick Beverly guard most two guards. Yeah, I'm not scared of that. But who's going to guard um, the three? Is the problem? <laughs> no, nah, you don't play them all three at the same time all, all right, the time. All right, all right. Times you go to what's wrong with you, dude? Everything, um, everything's and, wrong. With me. And, la- and the last thing I like to see him go. Last one, I love to see him go to a team like the Spurs. He'd be a great Spur. Ooh, yeah, that would be really good. I also had Willie Cauley Stein, by the way. I just think he's being lost down there, and I think that dude is another New Orleans as well, where he's got all the defensive. That dude is so big and athletic, and he can actually cover wings on the perimeter at times. Like when he was in the co- in the college game, he nearly like changed the game with his athletic ability, being that size. I just think that he he's got a lot of untapped potential, and I I would love to see him flourish somewhere else. Yeah, the Kings are a dumpster fire. I also got um, – I'm going to run through all mine. You can run through all yours just real quick. That was it. I, uh, Wig- I got. I got a few then. Wiggins, because uh, Wiggins, uh, I think, just need, he needs to go somewhere else where he could be a feature scorer and have defenders around him and not have to play for crazy man tips. You know what? Let me I say got, about Wiggins real quick. I, I don't uh, like that I don't like that he's, he's supposedly underrated and can do better, but I do like him as a guy. Like, I think he's hilarious. Go ahead. I don't think he's underrated. I think, you know, maybe he's even a little overrated. But the point is, I think he I'm needs sorry, a fresh overrated start. overrated is what I meant, yes. I hate you, Joe. I know, I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> Malik Beasley in Denver. I think he has the potential to be a really good young wing player. He just He's not getting minutes, really, behind uh, Gary Harris and Jamal Murray. Murray. And I right. think even with Gary Harris out now, he's not getting a lot of minutes. So I think he needs to start uh, somewhere he can go and uh, get more rotation minutes. I love Malik. I love Malik Beasley. Um, and my last one, Spencer Dinwiddie. Ooh, because he looked really good in Brooklyn, and now that they're, they're going, you know, they're going to go with D'Angelo Russell. That's their guy. Yeah. So I love to see him go somewhere where he can get, you know, either spot starter minutes or even rotation back for a good team because Brooklyn's just not a good team. And my last one, honestly, this is my last one, John Wall. Yes, I'm with you on that one. John Wall needs to go somewhere else. All right, so All right. we're done with the fresh start all-stars. Fresh start all-stars, there you go. Greater hate, real quick. Give me one thing you love or hate. I hate you. That's fair. I also hate me. Moving on. <laughs> um, no, I didn't really plan for this one, even though I brought it up. So, <laughs> I don't know. No, go ahead. You give me one. Give me all one. right, here's my, here's my greater hate. I absolutely love that Markel Fultz is back, and I love the oh. ovation that he got in Philly. I love the way the organization has handled him coming back to play. They started out handling it like shit, and I will give all that blame to Brian Colangelo, but the way they handled the rest of it gave him time to recuperate. His teammates being there for him and supportive, and just the atmosphere when he took the court last night, man. I love, love, love that. This is an unprecedented injury or or head trauma or something, and the way they've handled it in the last half of the season has been just stellar. They gave it it doesn't hurt that he's on a team that's excelling right now without him so there's no pressure on him that's absolutely you know it's it's a big part of it and, All if, right. and if he was on a hey shitty man, team like supposed to be quick hitters quick right, hitters quick hitters quick hitters go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. jesus sorry damn joe um <laughs> no Fultz is a great one and that's a, that, 
that's we talked about in the pre pre show that yeah man I, I'm really happy to see him turn it around. I still want to know what happened and I know I want details. Uh, great for me is Tatum's resurgence. Jason Tatum came out the gate gangbusters, led the league in three point shooting for a long time. Got hurt in December and his numbers really kind of cratered. I think throughout January he was averaging like only 10, 11, 12 points a game and his shot really seemed to disappear for a while. And people started saying, oh, he's no, that was kind of fluke. Well, since Kyrie went down and basically since February, he's been looking a lot more like his early self. Mm-hmm. With Kyrie out the last, I think, seven, eight games, whatever, he's averaging almost 18 points a game. And he's back to shooting like 45% from three. Um, so yeah, that last game against the Suns, they were going head to head and him and Josh Jackson, it was a great show. He's going to be a superstar, uh, not a superstar, at least he's going to at least be a star. And I'm glad to see that it's not a fluke. He started off so good. He's a great, he's going to be a really talented score. Good. I'm glad as a Celtics fan, you get to enjoy something good for once you dick. <laughs> here's, here's another greater hate i love that cleveland lost to miami i know i was talking about this earlier but dude do you realize that philly is like i, I think they're a half game back from from cleveland in the third spot absolutely they, they can actually, they can yeah and if the if philadelphia gets the third spot right now they would have to play washington that worries me a little bit but why would it well, because I'm worried that, like, you know, there's always the worry with John Wall back on the court, man. If he comes back healthy and he has he has John Wall ability again, it's it's a scary matchup. I don't care who you are. They're Wall and Beal together, when they're playing, when they're clicking on all cylinders, they're tough. Um, I'm going to, like, that's a good one, too, because it's, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's I like, be, they, they, if I they, you, they. I wouldn't be, would be scared of Washington if I were you. I hope not. I hope not. But the thing is, like, Philly's still so young, and they turn the ball over so damn much that a first round out wouldn't surprise me. But let me give you another a great, even though, you know, I shouldn't do this. What the hell, dude? Philadelphia? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Give me your great. No, this, this is the Joe and B. This is the Joe Borelli show. Go ahead, man. I'm just, I'll, I'll just <laughs> sorry. Shit sorry, I'll give you two in a row. I was just going to say, the the other great I have is that Philadelphia's on course to win 50 games. Can you can, imagine this for a second? 50 games. They haven't won 50 games since Allen Iverson in 2001. Save this shit for the super flight. I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> Fair. Go ahead. Give me your greater hate. No, whatever. You don't want it. You don't care what I say. I love you. Tell me everything. I, I want to listen to your sweet voice all, all evening long. Go to hell. <laughs> um, and, and honestly, this last one, I don't care. I was going to say, I hate the fact that I, I'm really afraid Philly's going to do pull a Golden State and just because they're so talented – um, those three guys, especially two guys who look like bona fide superstars, and one guy who looks like he's gonna—he could possibly be an all-star in Markel Fultz. Maybe as early as next year, if they, who, depending on who they had in free agency, you know, they just keep the core they have right now and just say, hey, you know, come on back, uh, Redick, for you know, at a at a regular contract for you, and let's keep Bellinelli and let's keep these shooters. Even if they just keep that, I'm worried that Philly is gonna just rule the East because they're going to be so just damn talented and guys are going to really beat them, you know, but aren't going to be able to beat them. And so that scares me. And by the way, I replied to, to um, a, a tweet from HP basketball, your, your buddy uh, about how, like he was saying the Celtics are going to be running the East. And when I, re- when I replied to it, it sounded like I meant that the Celtics can't win 50 games came out wrong. But what I was trying, the point I was trying to make is that you have, Two guys who are first-year starters together that are about to win 50 games. That kind of talent, I don't think the Celtics can match, even with even with uh, Hayward and, and Kyrie back. I'm just saying, like, the, the talent level with these two starters, then you add in faults and whoever they get in free agency, man, it's scary. And I love it. Yeah, so I'm going to disagree, but I can see the argument, so that's fine. That's yeah, fine. It's fine. Uh, anything else? Oh, wait, let's do a couple of Twitter questions. That's enough of our great and hate. This has been a pretty bad show. It's been amazing. What are you talking about? We've been on fire. We're like rolling through it. We're like segueing like crazy. We hit a little com- no, couple you, bumps on the way. You've been a rude. You've been a rude asshat. You kept talking over me. So. <laughs> but I, I still love you. Does it count for anything? No, I hate you. <laughs> Go ahead. That's fair. Okay, so Calvin and Hobo asks: Considering that Mo- Milwaukee will most likely have the most desirable opening for a head coach, who do you think they should get, go after? Um, Calvin Hobo. That's my that's my homeboy. Like me and him have been mutual followers probably for almost seven eight years. Damn. That's my guy. Yeah, man. He's been he's been around, man. I, I see you, homeboy. Um, I would honestly, and it sounds it sounds so cliche. I like uh, Fizz. I, I like Fizz. 
my only concern is like something that went down with Fizz and Mark Gasol to the point where you know they kind of pushed him out. So that kind of bothers me. What how what kind of impact he would have? But he did set us. He helped set a strong culture and was uh, part of a strong culture there in in, in uh, Memphis for a second. So uh, yeah, why not? Somebody young. He can he can you know interact with and like reach out and kind of really connect with the younger the young generation players. Why not Fizz? Who you think? Uh yeah, I've, Fizz is always going to be my first. The thing is like I'm I'm worried that we're going to look back and be like, oh, Fizz really wasn't that good of a coach. Same thing we did with Mike Malone, but whatever. If not David Fizdale, I would definitely whoever whoever's looking for a coach this offseason, go after Becky Hammond. She's going to be great. And just the idea that you're going to be the first team in the league to have a female head coach, props to you, man. That's going to be badass. Yeah, that's not, that's a really good choice too. And I mean, but I think everyone also is going to be looking for um the next Brad Stevens, right? And I don't follow yeah. the college game. So That's anybody right. listening to this who has an idea about the college coach, reach out to us on Twitter and let us know, and we'll start that conversation. I'm, I'm curious as, as to who could be the next Brad Stevens. Good I'm question, gonna, though, Calvin. Good question, Calvin. I'm actually going to disagree with you on that one. Don't tell me who's a good head coach in, in fucking college because that means I have more shit to follow and I don't have enough time. <laughs> All right. Timothy, our boy, um, he told me how to pronounce his last name and I totally forgot it. It's Butcher? But- Do you remember? I'm going to ask. All right. He has Timothy Butcher. 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 Let's say Butcher. God, you suck. I'm the worst. Uh, He has a couple questions for us. What are the chances that the Sixers can make it through the East? I keep going Sixers today. Sorry. (sighs) Welcome to Superflight Pod number two. Um, (laughs) Sorry, my mic just unplugged. um, I give that. I'm really high on them. And I, I mean, I, I sound like almost like a, a Philly homer. I'd give them a 35% chance. That's a really good chance. That's not nothing. I'm going to I'm gonna not talk about the Sixers anymore. I'm going to move on. I haven't watched a lot of Nikola Jokic, but is that guy overrated? James, this is specifically <laughs> for you. <laughs> so it's uh, there's nuance in everything, man. Is he overrated? I think that there's a faction of NBA Twitter that lost their damn minds this summer. And, you know, he's, he's going to be top, a top five player. This is somebody that we all kind of follow and talk to. He's a real heavy analytics guy. And I love him. I love him to death because he, he brings things to the conversation that, you know, makes me perk up and makes me think. But, yeah, they, they, they there's a faction that is so focused on efficiency that that's all that matters. And that's just not how it works, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's, he's a really good player. He's going to be a multiple-time All-Star for the rest of his career. I get it. But when your your big man just cannot defend, and I'm not saying he's a, I guess you know people, oh the metrics bear it out. He hasn't been horrible. He's slow footed. He doesn't really protect the rim. Sure, rebound is part of it, but yeah, it's it's obvious they're not a great, they're not a strong defensive team. They're just not. And yep. and your big man can't really protect the rim and and you know guard the paint. That matters. It matters a lot. And it, it, I'm not saying he's the reason that they're they're a bad defensive team, but he's part of it. So. Yes, there's a, there's a faction of of NBA Twitter and of the analytical bent people that overrate him, and they because of the efficiency in the passing, there's more to the basketball than that. There was people who yelled at me all summer about you know what Embiid is not even close to him. Oh, look at the numbers and look at this and points per possession. That's awesome. I get it, I get it. But I watched Embiid be a record of worlds last season. And I, I, some point, I I test has to matter. Yeah, exactly. And, and raw numbers have to matter. And MB is a raw producer who not just a raw producer, he's he's awesome. So, you know, I said something the other day about how, you know, you you people, your eyes must be broke because so yes, he's a very good player. You can be a very good player and still be overrated. And yes, people went out of their way to kind of overrate him. And now we're we're gonna we're gonna hear the backlash because guess what? They're gonna miss the playoffs again, probably. Yeah. No, I mean, like, listen, he does things that, like, you don't see many modern big or any big men doing. The way he's passed, the way he passes the ball around the court, the way he sees his guys and gets them open for shots, it's amazing. But if if he's really efficient on offense and he's a really good passer, that's two things, right? Then there's the defensive end of the court, and his sulking is just like he's he looks like a depressed teen on the court every single night. I don't know if it's because they're losing or if he just has a bad attitude, or maybe he just walks around like Eeyore. I don't know. But I'm not saying he's overrated, but he definitely has a long way to go on the other end of the court. If he can bring those two things together, if he can pick up his defensive ability, even just become more aware on the court and put himself in better positions, dude, the sky's the limit for the guy, right? But right now, he's not there. And anybody who compared him to Embiid to begin with is just 
It's just not a comparison. I'm sorry. Thing I can say, I said it again. You can be a very good player, which he is, and that's why I say he. That's that's your boy Jokic. You can be a very good player, an All Star type player, and still be overrated when people say like you're top ten. That's overrating somebody who's yeah. very good. Yeah. Uh, the last thing Timothy asks is, do people have a propensity to overrate players who have skills that are atypical to their position? So I guess you would say that. Jokic would be a perfect example of this because he's an amazing passer out of the five position. Um, I would say, for instance, uh, let me give you another one: Dwayne Wade, who's probably the one of the best blocking guards of all time. It's at five foot four or six foot four. Jeez, five foot four, six foot four. One of the best blocking guards of all time. Do we do we overrate how good he was because he he blocks so many balls? I don't know. Um, no, because Dwayne Wade was also a, a remarkable a scorer, remarkable. and he actually was a yeah. He he, he at his peak it was like a twenty a twenty seven five and five guy, which is incredible. So no, but um, I guess it's possible. Uh, let's see. Like I'm trying to think of another example. Um, uh, uh, yes, right? Because like I'll be honest, Russell Westbrook and rebounding for a point guard that's yep. incredible. Yep. But some people, you know, oh look at the rebounds. Let's put them above Steph. That's not fair. That's well, the just other not thing right. is, like, here's where, like, the eye test versus the stats come into play, too, right? If you just look at his raw stats or you look at the advanced numbers, they're going to paint one picture. And it's going to be true to a certain extent. But if you watch the game and you see how he was getting those rebounds that his guys were purposefully blocking out so he could get the ball and he could push it in transition, that's not really a real rebound. It is, yes. But I think you should get, like, half credit for it. It's not a real rebound. That's <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm um, just saying. No, you're right, and the scheme has so much to do with it. But I mean, you can't also ignore that they had a better rebounding rate when he was on the floor. So no matter what the scheme was, and to say let's say he's just because he was getting the rebounds, the scheme was actually working. Yeah. So sure. like, so I get it, but you know, that's fine. I'm not going to defend him anymore. Um, so yeah, we like to see players do things that are like the fact that Kevin Durant is seven foot, but he can shoot and handle. We love that. Same he's not. I don't think we overrated yeah. that. Yeah, you know, same thing with Dirk. The fact that he was such a sweet shooter, it just it, it endears players, it endears fans to them because we're like, oh, we're seeing something like unique. So yeah, yeah, I think people are kind of drawn to that. Same thing with Porzingis. He's the he's the original unicorn, right? Like he did things at his size that we didn't think he was going to do. So I don't know Actually, that he's the original unicorn was uh, that term was first used for Serge Ibaka back in like when he first started shooting threes. Oh yeah, all right, fair. So there, you, no. I'll just give you a little, little, no, no, uh, little, 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 little history knowledge. It's not these nuggets, you know. It's not these. God, that sounds disgusting. Not these nuggets are on display right now, you know. <laughs> He's picking them fresh for you. He's picking those nuggets. I'm nuggets right here on the time on the timeline for everybody to look at. <laughs> All right. All right, Snotty. Let's get the fuck out of here. This was a terrible. Thing. It was a great podcast. I just dropped my wedding ring on the floor. Sorry. You think it was great? Well, I thought I hated it. I, you know why you thought it was great? Because you got to bully me today. I did not. You I never bully you. That is, that is BS. I usually bully you, and you got to bully me today, and you fucking think it was great. <laughs> hey, guys and gals, listen. If you listen to the podcast, why don't you give us some feedback and tell us how you like this episode? Oh, and Minnesota fans. Um, I like the fact that you guys lose. Same thing with you, Denver fans. You guys make me happy when you guys get smacked around. So I'm enjoying this. Nice, nice. All right. Yeah, yeah no, one thing, uh, great. My last great before we go. Go ahead. Minnesota lost to the Memphis Grizzlies, who freaking stink. So that was incredible. So that was one of my hates. I had that on my hates. I was like, Minnesota got pantsed by the Grizzlies. I, was, I hate that. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun in a way like you know i like to see other people fail just because it's hilarious i don't really i really want them to succeed but it is funny i love things that are funny that's because you're a sucker i am a sucker i'm a sucker for you james all right let's get the hell out of here tell everybody where they can find us oh god we fucked this up again we need to figure out how to end the show too um so uh check us out dunk tail pod dunk tails pod uh dunk tail tails tails dunk tails pod on Twitter, uh, I'm Stoney Drippin. Uh, Omar is a Scotty Pippin. That's Joe Borelli, uh, like some New York politician. So <laughs> sure you, up, you did it. You went there, you son of a bitch. Look up Joe Borelli, NYC. Don't do it. it. That dude is a Trump-supporting asshat. All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, and then make sure you guys listen and subscribe and share on Facebook with your friends and leave us fucking comments on on 
on iTunes and fucking yell at us on Twitter and tell Joe to fuck off. Yeah, and catch it. and catch James wherever he happens to be whoring himself on any podcast this week upcoming. And Chris Axman, the uh, overlord at Almighty Baller, what's up, Chris? Be nice if you actually cared about us sometime and, and <laughs> talked about. Well, it's fair. You still there? Is that it? Are we it. done? Yeah, done. It. all right, James. Let's get out of here. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it. That was a fuck.